0: This is Jamie Dyer welcoming you to another edition of The QuoCast. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of the podcast, you can. You can tweet at The QuoCast on Twitter. You can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The QuoCast, or email quocast at outlook.com. That's quocast at outlook.com. Very much look forward to hearing from you. Uh, This is... An episode made up of something I used in a previous episode so we had the convention special very recently I did a few interviews for that and in the next few episodes or so you are going to hear the full unedited interviews uh, mostly unedited uh, the first one that I present to you is with Jack from heavy traffic when you walked out onto stage on the Friday night what was going through your mind as you were approached by you know hundreds of Quo fans?
1: I don't really know I mean it was kind of a mixture of excitement and sort of nervousness we'd been working towards it for so long with the band anyway so it's kind of like you suddenly realize that's the moment you've been working towards and you know for us it was a big deal you know we've not got to play the convention before so yeah it was very excited. And as soon as I turned around during Caroline to see everyone out there, it was kind of, I think I felt a little bit nervous in that moment, but, uh, I got used to it as the gig went on. So, but, uh, yeah, definitely excitement.
0: And how did it compare to the Muckvention? Hmm.
1: Not too sure. It was, it was definitely, definitely different. Cause it was a much bigger venue and also there's, there's more people there, um, I was quite. Uh, I think we rehearsed a bit more for this one, so we felt probably a, bit, a little bit more confident going into it. Um, we'd done literally rehearsed every single week leading up to it for five or six weeks, so I think we felt a lot more confident with the set um, compared to McVention. But McVention went well, and and yeah, I think we did pretty well on Friday. So,
0: and for that Friday night, um, how did you go about choosing the set list? Because you had some quite unusual things that I never expected to hear. At a status quo convention, because you you expect stuff from the seventies, maybe even sort of the early to mid eighties, but you don't expect like thinking of you or even Sea Cruise, uh, which is a really obscure cover version from the late nineties. I mean, you you have to have bought like deluxe editions in order to know that even exists.
1: Yeah, Sea Cruise came out came into the set quite late. That was only within two weeks before we even. You know, basically two weeks before the event, Sea Cruise got added in, um, just because we thought we'd just do something different. So Reese sort of played the intro to Rockin' All Over the World to kind of fool everyone into a sort of like, oh, we're gonna we're about to play this song, you know what's coming, and then just to hit them with Sea Cruise. We just thought it'd be fun to do um, stuff like Thinking of You. I know Reese and Jay they really like singing that one. Um, it's a fun one to play. It's not too it's not the most complicated song out there to play, to be honest, but it's a good fun one. Um, and that kind of opening lick that Reece is doing, that can get people jumping and stuff. So we thought, well, we'll try that. We think it's good to be different. And yeah, just our era growing up, because we're obviously quite young. So our era, stuff like Heavy Traffic, you know, The Oriental, Jam Side Down, all that stuff. So sort of, So We grew up listening to that sort of stuff as well. So we thought, well, you know, we're called Heavy Traffic. We're obviously that sort of era. So let's, you know, put those sort of songs in the set. Something different.
0: Well those those tracks went down extremely well especially with me I mean putting the the video to Jam Side Down in the background um especially for me was really emotive who who decided that that should happen
1: That was literally decided on the day I think it was just we we knew we were going to play Jam Side Down pretty much last or towards the end it was actually going to be the last song but then we ended up having more time than we thought so so we threw Burning Bridges in there um yeah, and just the guy at the side who was doing the stage and the screen and stuff, he just suddenly uh, put that on the screen and we thought, oh, that's quite cool, you know, let's do that for Side Down, let's have that on the screen. Um, just looked quite nice, I think, and just, yeah, we quite liked it. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, did, did, you, did you have any technical problems during that set? Because a few other bands kind of had issues. Did you find yourself in any?
1: I got quite lucky because my technical problem happened before the set. So when we were sound checking, my wireless system actually completely stopped working, um, and we just couldn't figure it out. We couldn't work out whether it was the cable or what it was. We knew it wasn't the guitar. Uh, we just couldn't get that to work. So luckily, Chris from Dog of Two Head let me use his wireless system. So obviously, massive thanks to him because otherwise, I'd have been I'd about to try and find the longest cable in the world to try and try and sort it out. So um, so yeah, I used his, and luckily, it didn't run out of battery for his set either um during the set i think we were all good i don't think anything happened as far as i know um i think we it took a while to get the sound on stage right but obviously for you guys out front that's what matters the most so i think it, i think we were quite all right but nothing like big fat Mama had with the amp head going and stuff like that
0: do you think friday people were kind of hazy from traveling or something was it subdued or was it really loud
1: i'm not too sure it was it was more the sort of monitors on stage that we kind of struggled originally to get the right levels and Yeah, I'm not too sure, but luckily we had Lloyd there, obviously from from Status Quo, and he did an amazing job. He was running about telling everyone do this, do that, do that, and he was just sorting everything out. And it was having him there was a massive help. I think he was he was spot on and nice guy as well. Like really nice guy to have around as well. Just sort of before we went on, he would fill us with confidence and stuff. So sound wise, Lloyd helped a lot. Lloyd was a great help.
0: So over the course of the weekend, because I'm assuming that you, you stayed for the times that you weren't on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have any particular highlights, any of the bands you saw where you thought, you know, I really like that or I really enjoyed that?
1: Certainly didn't hear anything I didn't like. There's so big fat mama I was looking forward to anyway, because we obviously we saw them at McVenture and they are incredible. They're, the, the way that they, get the notes just so perfect and everything it was great um big fat mama would probably a highlight for me um but the middle night men surprised me as well because I, I sort of went into that thinking mm, it's not really quo so we'll see how this goes down but by the end of it i was actually like it's quite good actually i quite like this so it's quite good interesting to have some contrasting at the event as well you know you hear states quo for two whole days and then it's nice to have a little break you know here and there maybe some people don't agree but i, th- I think so
0: well, the thing is, they had probably more personal connections to the band than any other band on the bill. Um, so sure. They were more than right to be there. I mean, I was thinking about this this morning. If Francis Rossi had a poker band who didn't play Quo tunes but played his own compositions, you know, with, yeah. with somebody completely random, would he be allowed or would they say, no, it's not Quo? It's like, but that's the guy from... <laughs> it's just, he's in the band, you know, or if... Yeah. if um. If Andy Bowen had his own electronic pop group, you'd, you know, they'd they'd be allowed, wouldn't they, by default? Yeah, of course. I think
1: it was just good to see, you know, Leon, everyone, like Leon was walking about during the event as well. And people, you know, he was taking pictures of people and stuff. So it's just nice to have people from Quo there as well. It shows it's not just us as a fan community. It shows that they appreciate us as well and want to get involved and stuff like that. So it's nice to have bands like that, though.
0: I know that uh, obviously being the first band on, you you don't particularly know, I guess, whether it made any difference or not, but did you find yourself being recognised quite a bit as that guy from Heavy Traffic?
1: I know, uh, well, Reese and Jay always do because they know everyone. They just know, just they could look out and just tell you everybody's name like that. Um, so we certainly had people coming up to us the day after as we were walking about. And, you know, we even went to Weatherspoons in... I can't remember the name of the place. It's a nearby, I can't remember if it was in Minehead or not, but anyway, we went to Weatherspoons and people in there were recognizing us and saying, that was a great set. You know, you guys did great. So it's very strange because it kind of, um, you kind of spend all weekend people recognizing you and things like that. And yeah, you, you don't feel famous, but you feel people recognize you as, as, you know, as the band, but people seemed quite nice to us. So that was the main thing was that people were nice.
0: So it's so weird being recognized, isn't it? I got mm. recognized a couple of times, Especially during band sets, Pe- people do this during band sets. They turn around and they go, "You're that Quocast man." Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's like this. That's the most random thing, you know. And then they just turn away and start rocking again. Mm. Um, that happened to me a couple of times. Uh, so, tell me the the story of how you came to play the the headline slot on on Sunday.
1: Yeah, well. Obviously, we knew Sound of, it was on Friday, we knew Sound of States were having problems. Uh, Joachim, and forgive me if you're watching this, I forgot the other guy's name, that couldn't make it. We, we, we knew they were having problems. We didn't know they couldn't make it at that point. Um, so we were trying to organise, or not me personally, but they were trying to organise, maybe they could get a flight from France or they could drive to France, get a flight, something like that. And then there was kind of whispers like, maybe, maybe we could play a set with them or they would maybe steal two of us to join the other two Sound of Status guys Um, then Saturday it was kind of confirmed that they definitely weren't going to make it Um, it just was going to be impossible and then it was kind of a thing where we need to sort out are we giving them Reese and Jay to go play with them Uh, we kind of decided well we're here as a band we kind of want to play as a band Um, so we kind of had a meeting with them and said well we'd like to do it I mean, obviously we want them to be on stage with us, so that's why we ended up getting them up. So we said, we'd like to play as a band because, you know, we're quite a tight-knit band. We're very very great friends. Um, And it would kind of feel like we were leaving maybe people out if we didn't get them involved. Um, But we said, absolutely, if we do that, we will get you on stage because it would be so unfair for them not to play, especially when they've travelled quite a distance, you know, and they've been looking forward to it for so long. Um, So them two went away and spoke about it. and they said yeah we're we're happy to do that you know as long as you get us up to kind of finish the set off i think it was nice to get to do the big finale with everyone on stage and everybody's there for that and and you know people get to see them singing and we played one of their songs so i think they were quite happy with given the circumstances the result um but yeah it was just kind of most of saturday we were just going about talking to yvonne talking to the the sam status guys just trying to work out what they want basically um if not, I think they were going to get Jeff Richard maybe for a couple of songs, but it was kind of hard trying to get that organised, and there was a couple of different names floating about. And I think a lot of people came up to us and said they wanted to see us play again, so that was quite nice. It was quite a nice feeling as well.
0: So. And you managed to pull out even more rare ones on that. I mean, who who decided on the solo version of Caroline, also known as the shuffle version, yeah. and very particular because the way that Reese sings it the live at st luke's Mm. version which brino tells me he hadn't heard before um (laughs) where did that come from i'm assuming it's uh to avoid repetition
1: well we we, yeah we wanted to avoid repetition as best we could so obviously we still kept stuff in like the mystery medley and you know obviously we wanted to open with caroline but we tried to think what could we do different so caroline you think well there's always the shuffle version, and it's always been Reese's dream to perform that, I'm sure. Um, and he's got it all nailed. He does all the little things that Francis says and all the little intonations in his voice and the little finger wags and everything like that. He's, he's obviously watched that a thousand times, probably a day. So, And he wanted to go and get uh, go into town and buy a big jacket, like Francis walks out with, and, and walk out with that on, but he ultimately never had time to go find one. But we just thought, let's just try and do different stuff Stuff like Creeping Up On You, we've done that before. Um, we knew that we knew how to play it. Um, it was a shame Gary had to go home because, uh, obviously, it was great that Brino drove down at three in the morning to come help us uh, and then, yeah, told us he's never heard the shuffle version or he's never really watched or listened to it. Um, but I think Bryno did great considering he didn't know it. He, he, he'd obviously practised a little bit in the morning and, yeah, just as a group we kind of decided what songs do we know that we haven't done and just kind of pieced together a random
0: set, tried to order it roughly how, how we think it should go. And I think it sounded all right in the end. And do you know which were the ones that sort of sound a status put into the, the mix? I mean, obviously, it'd be their original song. That was one of them. Were there any more?
1: Yeah. So the last five, not including Hold You Back at the End, because we did that just as a just kind of because everyone was dying for one more song. So we had, oh, I'm going to forget this now because I don't have the set list with me, but it was Paper Plane. Uh, not in this order, but there was Bye Bye Johnny, I Left Home, uh, "Rockers Rolling and Can't Give You More. They were all songs from their set list, so we asked in the meeting to see their set list and said, well, you guys, you know, we'll, we'll pick songs from your set list to play with you because it would be unfair to just throw songs on them they don't know. And then Hold You Back, we just jumped into that without even telling them at the end and they seemed to, you know, they, they played it perfectly, so uh, yeah, it worked out well. But they were their songs from their set list, that's why we wanted to do that with them because, you know, they've practiced them songs.
0: Do you think there's any other band out there where you could just get a bunch of musicians who will absolutely love that music and just nail it like that?
1: Who knows? I mean, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because obviously when you're part of the Quo fan club, you know, it's easy to think, I mean, it is probably one of the tightest-knit fan clubs for any band in the world. It, It certainly feels like it. I'm sure there'd be other things where maybe like an Iron Maiden tribute Event maybe there'd be a million people who could get up and nail a solo or something. But I think it's great just how many people there are that actually play the music and know it spot on. And, you know, so many different versions to songs and because they've been going that long and they have so many different concerts and things. I, I, yeah, it's definitely up there. I think that the, the Quo Fan Club is one of the sort of the most popular for musicians and people knowing different versions, being able to just play it straight away with no practice. So
0: I, I wanted to know this and it, it did it did strike me as I was watching you during both sets. Does it knacker your voice out trying to sing like Rick Parfitt?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> people will notice. Maybe, especially in one-man band, it is. You just you feel like you you know you look like a beetroot at the end of it. It's you know oh, just some of the heights that he got to, and for how long he would stay there as well before coming back down to another normal bit. Even the harmonies in say like the mystery medley. Stuff like rolling home, he's going right up to the top like that, you know, about as high as I can go to do the harmonies. So, yeah. And then my voice after that and going around talking to everyone in that room, pretty much having to shout. By the time we came to my set on Sunday, I was, yeah, my voice was kind of going, but you could probably tell, but it it was, you know, we were there for a bit of fun and I enjoyed it. So, that's the main thing.
0: And what did you think when you came off the stage after. After that weekend, and obviously having to play that second time and having to play Hold You Back again as well.
1: Yeah, well, we played that a total of three times <laughs> over the course of the weekend, Hold You Back, obviously, once on Friday and twice on Sunday. It's just, you kind of just, you try to take it in because it goes so fast when, it, you know, especially when you've been looking forward to it for that long. Because I came in 2019 with my dad, and I remember like looking up to it and thinking, oh, it'd be awesome to play something like that, and kind of almost thinking, Will the opportunity arise? Obviously, I wasn't in heavy traffic at that point. Um, so when you come off stage like that, you think that, you know, it's been at least three years since I've dreamed of being up there and playing in front of that many Quo fans. And you just try and take it in, try and look around and just take a mental picture of it. And, and uh, you know, us as a band, we were quite emotional after the Friday set because we'd been working so hard towards it. Um, you know, it's quite a few tears we actually shed backstage. It was kind of quite a nice moment for us all as a band. Um So, Yeah, you just kind of just, you know, you're always happy with it. Just try and take it in and remember it and, you know, because you can't go back in time and do it again. So just kind of take it in as it happens. Do you think that experience has strengthened you as a band? It's hard to say, isn't it? We've always been quite tight as a band, I think, as people, definitely. Certainly the rehearsals were very, like, what's the word? Very, um, I can't think of the word to describe it now. We sort of were very particular about things and, if someone got something wrong, then we all felt confident that we could say to someone, you're playing that wrong, actually. And it was probably more maybe someone like Jay or Reach telling me I'm playing something wrong than me telling them they're playing something wrong. But uh, but like it was in, you know, you could say that in confidence. And we would, there was no, there was never any arguments. There was never any like, oh, I don't like that person now or anything like that. It's always been very, <clears throat> very friendly experience in the band, even fixing mistakes, things like that. So this weekend as well, especially, we you know, and, you know we're all saying in the group chat how much we love each other stuff like that you know it's it's just as a band we're very good friends as well which I think helps a lot so it's just nice
0: to experience it with them really <laughs>